Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about The Reluctant Countess by Eloisa James. This was published in 2022 and is the second book in the would-be Wallflowers series. And full disclosure, we did receive a complimentary copy of this book. It came out back in November uh, and then because of the HarperCollins strike, we didn't do a, a, a review on the podcast, but now's our chance. The next book is coming out this summer, so we want to get caught up. And we did review the first book in the series, which was about a costume shop, and uh, I don't remember anything else about the title. Uh, what was the title? I think it was the 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 something or other wallflower. Wallflower was in the title. Yeah, but I got nothing else, so I'm just <laughs> so sorry. I was gonna say it was the reluctant wallflower. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not the correct. Title. It's not the would be wallflower. No, the title is not the series name. So it's Eloisa James with wallflower in the title. And came out, the episode was like a year ago. Yep. And we liked it. We did. We liked it. All right. So the book jacket? The book jacket. Giles Renwick, Earl of Lilford, has never made a fool of himself over a woman until he meets Lady Yasmine Renier. Yasmine is ineligible for his attentions in every way. Not as a wife. Certainly not as a mistress. She's a lady. Nor even as a friend, since they vehemently dislike each other. Her gowns are too low and her skirts are dampened to cling to admittedly lovely thighs. She loves to gossip and giggle. She isn't dignified or polite or even truly British, given that her father's French ancestry clearly predominated. Not to mention the fact that her mother had been one of Napoleon's mistresses, a fact she makes no effort to hide. So what in heaven's name possesses him to propose? And what will he do if she says yes? It's fine. I think it's accurate yeah. in that this book doesn't have a whole lot of plot. It it doesn't. It doesn't. There's one thing that really gets to me about this. There's one. <laughs> I think there are a few things that get to me, but there's one major thing that gets to me about the book, which we will talk about after our random number summaries. Yeah. So overall, fine jacket. Fine jacket. Cool. Uh, this week, the random number we generated between 1 and 50 was... 10. So Meg, what was your 10 word summary? Why are starchy aristocrats always into fast women? Oh, wait. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. How about you? You can't outrun your past. So flirt and dress seductively. That is a very good plan, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. I actually really, I like Yasmin kind of a lot. Same. I, hold on. Did you read my notes? No, I haven't read them. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, liked Yasmin, but she settled. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Also, I realized I went back and I read my review because mm -hmm. I, I did post a review back in February after the strike was resolved. And I misspelled her name the entire time because she's French. Her name is Yasmin, but it's spelled Yasmin. Yeah. Which seems incorrect to me sure i don't care <laughs> what are the tropes of this book so the central trope is he's a man overly concerned with his reputation who falls for a woman with a reputation this can work there are times that this can work for example lord perfect correct best one of the best romances of all time so this can work it's not that i hate this but I think it takes a special touch to make it work. And I don't know that Eloise James has it. I also think it takes a book that's frankly primarily concerned with 
a hero's redemption arc. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. And this book is primarily concerned with Yasmin overcoming sort of the unfairness of her own past. Yeah. Which ultimately meant Giles was less sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, trope. She is an ambiguous aristocrat. So is he. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. She's an ambiguous aristocrat, but she decides to embrace the ambiguity and really talk up the, what makes her scandalous. Whereas he also has kind of a scandalous past, but he's like, I have to be starchy and upright to prove him wrong. Correct. And in both cases, but the aristocratic blood will show true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which also comes into play with the closest thing we get to a, well, the second closest thing we get to a villain. Yeah. 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 Um, if birth control or low fertility is brought up, it will fail. Correct. Yes. Trope. Trope. But, I mean, this This is maybe my, for a book that has kind of a lot of issues, my biggest issue. Yeah, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't good. Any other tropes? She gets a make under. <laughs> oh God, this was horrible. Also, another thing I didn't <laughs> like. No wonder I didn't really know what she meant when you wrote that. Now I get it, and I hated it. Yeah. So, just in case any of our listeners don't know, a makeover is when usually the female character, but any character, gets a new set of clothes and a new haircut, and is made to look more presentable and kind of polish up a diamond. A make under is when there is an effort to make somebody less assuming and less attractive and yeah, more that, Blendian. And that happened in the first book too. So I'm wondering if that's going to be the, the through point of these books, like the whole would be wallflower thing. Potentially. Yeah. Like we'll women who are too noticeable yeah. to truly blend in yeah. and men who think them blending in would be a good idea and then are forced to acknowledge that that was in fact not the case. Yeah. Not a great trope if it's going to be the through line. Yeah. I, I, we do have an arc of the next book. Oh, so news to me. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> Whoops. But, um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be the same thing. So maybe he will get a make under. Oh, that'd be fine. I know. I would like that. I can see that working we'll, out. We'll find out. There's a couple of like waltzes and garden fondles. Um, there's no like house parties in the country, but there are house parties in the city. Yeah. With like party games and whatnot. I was going to say there is a party game where they are reluctantly paired together. Yep. They didn't choose it, but they just ended up together. And of course that leads to some forced proximity. And there's a little bit of a love triangle. Kind of, but not really. Ish. Yeah. Is this this is a lowish angst romance. Yeah. Right? Like the, the weird thing is there's not a bunch of angst, but there it feels like it's an angsty book. So her past is a little bit angsty. Yeah. And she's resigned herself to a lot of things because of that past that I think lend an air of angst. Yeah. When the reality of the situations, I agree, are not very angsty. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting concept because the book is really focusing on your reputation and authenticity. Yes. Right. So it's, it's kind of an obvious theme, but it's the whole point of, of like, what is reputation? What is honor? What's the truth? Right. What part matters? Mm -hmm. And it's fertile ground uh, for any romance, really any book that can focus on this, but Right, but it's also hard when the angst is 
essentially, are we too different to make it work given the different pressures society places on us when they are both members of the aristocracy? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like he's a peer. She's the daughter of a French duke. Yes. Who's the, and the granddaughter of an English peer. Like they are both blue, 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 blue bloods. Yeah. Even though they've got different reputations, it's, it's not like this is a class conflict or monetary conflict or like there, there's nothing actually that society would frown upon. No. So like the idea that they are star-crossed is entirely manufactured. By Giles. By Giles. That's, so that's my thing. That that was, I to be 100% honest, I think I would have liked this book a lot more if it had really focused on the love story between Giles and Yasmin. Yeah. The book starts with them having this uncontrollable attraction to each other. Like it starts out with them knowing that they are super attracted to the other person. Right, that there's this like palpable chemistry. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's classic Sunshine Grum. She's a Sunshine, he's a Grum. Whimsical Starchy. She's Whimsical, he's Starchy. Carefree and Serious. We all know who this is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So James is really leaning on these tropes instead of actual characterization. And character development for both of them. Yeah. And I do think the reason we both like Yasmin so much more is she did a lot of growing yes. between the prologue and the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Like you already see, even if it's not all on the page, how she was forced to grow up and how she did that. Whereas I don't actually think Giles has a whole lot of character growth. Mm-mm. Like he falls really... <laughs> He falls really in love. Yeah. But, like, in terms of actually recognizing his own faults, I don't think there was any of that. No. No. I agree. So, so that, I mean, that's, to me, the, the really the biggest issue of this book. There are a lot of little things that I didn't love, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that detracted for me was just not understanding why they were so into each other. Yeah, I was, I was not invested in either of their growth or the love story within the text. Yasmin is cool as hell yeah. because she grew up before chapter yes. one. Yasmin is great. The other thing that was tough about this book is that Yasmin gets everything she wants. Yeah. Eventually, which is nice. Um, but the villain of the book isn't, she doesn't get. There's a main villain yes. who shows up for no reason from what I can gather. Yeah, no. But no there reason. is a secondary character who impedes their love story. And we've talked about this before with different books, but when you read a romance novel, not only do you get the happily ever after, the villains get what they deserve too. Right. And I did not feel like this secondary villain got what she deserved. I don't know that Eloisa James would agree with our characterization of her as a villain, mm-hmm. but she was one. She was a villain. She was the main reason that these two characters couldn't be together. Right. Like, the main villain got his comeuppance, yep. and overcoming him was, like, something that brought them closer-ish. And, I mean, that was my, that was what I was wondering. Like, were we expected to sympathize with this other person, this, this, vil- this secondary villain? Like, she's young. She's inexperienced. She obviously doesn't understand the ramifications of her actions. My, but And my bigger problem with her is she was also of ambiguous parentage. Mm-hmm. But unlike Giles and Yasmin, the end up conclusion was she was probably not legitimate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the fact that, like, it also ended up this weird moralization about how, like, aristocratic blood 
reads true. Yeah. And the fact that she was illegitimate is what caused her behavior. Yeah. I thought was really gross. Yep. Yeah. So it was tough. It was, it was really tough for me to sympathize at all for this person with this person. I, I think that if it had, if this villain had had more character growth herself and maybe express remorse for any, anything, anything that she had done, like any of her actions at all, I would have been like, oh, she's young. She's growing up. No. Yeah. I think the other big problem I had with this book is that a lot of the starchy Giles is so concerned with his reputation things mm -hmm. that are pretty common when this trope is executed were also wrapped up in like a really profound jealousy. Yes. And like Giles was confused about when he was barring her from doing things because he didn't want her to embarrass him. Yeah. Versus when he was forbidding her from doing things because it made other men look at her and he hated that. Yeah. And it read like a lot of really toxic masculinity stuff. Oh, a hundred percent. And then like when she tried to comply, he'd get mad at her. Like I actually thought their dynamic was really unhealthy. Yeah. And just because in the end he realizes like, I want you to be who you are. I don't think he dealt with or processed that jealousy in a way that made me think they were going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I, hard. I don't disagree. I can't disagree with you because he did, he didn't, there was so much emphasis placed on this other character, keeping them from being together that you didn't see Giles changing his ways so that he could be deserving of yes. Me. Yes. That is the, that was my number one mm -hmm. takeaway was, I, I think because there were these external obstacles they got to say they overcame that the internal work wasn't done. So they just got married on the basis of lust mm -hmm. and a spoiler free situation that made me very angry. <laughs> I didn't love it either. I was like, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Also because of something else that happened, which we will talk about in detail uh, in the sex in the section. Yeah, and then uh, probably a post-spoiler tag section. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So other than just, like, kind of being unimpressed with this book overall, were there any content warnings? I mean, I th I think the, a, a huge part of this book is dealing with society gossip. Yes. And, yes, that is a huge part of a lot of Regency romances. I get that. But this one in particular is focused on slut-shaming. Yes. Um, I think that the parallel was purposefully drawn mm -hmm. so I think you're supposed to think about social media and clicks and queen bees and things mm -hmm. like that so I think you're supposed to be applying those lessons that we're talking about a lot in in the zeitgeist right in quotation marks um so I, I would say that that was a big portion of the book uh the other thing I'd add is this is a spoiler for the prologue mm -hmm. so do with that what you will when Yasmin was 16 years old um, she was seduced by a much older man who told her they were running off, getting married and eloping. Um, they went on a week long honeymoon before he exposed that. In fact, the marriage was a, a farce. Like mm -hmm. the Abby who'd married them was fake, was an actor. Um, and that in fact, she'd just been compromised and he tried to extort her family. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously she was ruined because of that. Um, Cause her family refused to pay the bribe. And I mean, that is ultimately rape. Like, mm -hmm. she's a child. Mm -hmm. uh, the sex happened under false pretenses. Mm -hmm. She thought she was in love with someone who was, in fact, using her. Um, it, it's it's literally the prologue. The end of the prologue is her having a bon mot yeah. with the guy who'd used her two years later. Yeah. So by the time chapter one starts, that is in her past. But, like, I 
that's definitely a content warning. Yeah. Uh, okay, sexiness. The this entire, book was not sexy. No, it's not sexy. And then the entire basis of their relationship is that they're just uncontrollably attracted to each other, right? Yeah, and it. I think this is supposed to be like the hatred and the sniping is hiding heat. Uh huh. And it just didn't read that no, way. No, it didn't feel that way. Um, it it felt like he was just being mean. Yeah. Um, because yes, mean is not mean. I just, I went through the whole thing. Sunshine grumbled. She's the nicest. Yeah. Most wonderful person. Like you want to be Yasmin's friend. Yes. Every time she's on the page, like every action she takes, you're like, yeah, Yasmin is great. Yep. Okay. First sex scene. <laughs> oh my God. So they have sex, they have a condom and maybe this is historically accurate. I don't know. Probably is. Let's be honest. Do I want this level of historical accuracy in my books? No, I do not. So, first of all, he's bigger than your average guy, which trope. Also rolling my eyes into the back of my head. <laughs> I know. And not from like joyful pleasure, but from wrath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he puts this condom on and then, you know, it's not like, it's not like lubed up or anything. And then they go to have sex and it's, it's like uncomfortable and it's like, it's described like chicken skin. Yeah. And she's not, she's giving verbal consent, but she's clearly like just trying to get it over with. Yeah. 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 And the way he makes it nice and good for her is that he takes off the condom, which doesn't work by the way. Yeah. And also like what a stereotype right right that plays to this whole idea that safer sex is just not as good or fun or fun or you can't be spontaneous and don't or... worry just because they're not using condom doesn't mean he starts pulling out uh, no 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 please please again historically accurate but also like that's not why i'm reading this book if i'm reading this book to apply like social media slut shaming queen bee etc to this story right you should also maybe give me some ideas about contraception that, that right. match that right you know i don't know it was i was extremely disappointed in this scene and ultimately they make the decision that they're going to be together pretty early in the text spoiler alert they end up together <laughs> um but they decide for various reasons primarily concerned with his sister's upcoming engagement and nuptials that they want to hide it mm -hmm. and so Oftentimes these assignations are kept secret again because of a massive class difference or because like people are struggling to come to terms with like the woman who thinks she'd lose out on her business with the guy or whatever. But in this case, it's literally just, well, we'll put it off until this thing with his sister is over. So it leads to them sneaking around really, really badly. Mm -hmm. And her stodgy peer of a grandfather letting them hook up under his roof. So it was this weird thing where you were supposed to be getting like this sexual tension from the forbiddenness of the assignation and from the fact that they couldn't announce it. But every situation was so easy for them to get alone and start hooking up that like that tension and that like idea that this was a little bit illicit mm -hmm. wasn't there. Mm -mm. So it was trying to like trade in on the idea of this like secret illicit affair. But, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So And, and then all the sex scenes are talking about it. Like yes. it's secret. And it's like, but it's not. And then, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, e even if there is a post-conflict resolution sex scene, it's not sexy. 
No. I mean, there is one-ish. It's very short. It's not that's, very explicit. That's what I'm saying. But they start hooking up, and she's like, I'd rather this were on a bed. So he stops it to take her upstairs, and then it's like fade to black, I think, if I recall yeah. correctly. Okay, thank you. Because I was like, there's... I feel like there was one, but it was just not, it wasn't like a full scene. Also, so the whole hang up here, like the closest thing this book comes to having a conflict other than this inner meddling third party and Giles's own stick up butt disorder is that she's not super into sex. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that was like organically warmed up to like they have the one really mm -hmm. aborted sex scene and then they have one like make out and then she's like, okay, I've decided I want to make love. And it's like, girl, we have read some very slow seductions of women who are like not interested in having penetrative sex for reasons of pregnancy or personal hangups or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the buildup can be hotter than the real thing. So the fact that she caved so fast and it was immediately back to sort of uncomfortable penetrative sex, it was like, mm. not, not, yeah. This disappointed me. Yeah, it was, there were a lot of things that were disappointing. I mean, I think the good thing about this book. Yasmin rules. Yasmin was a, she was a great character. She really was. Why she settled for Giles is beyond me. Unknown. Post spoiler tag. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to now talk. We're moving now into spoiler town. If you want to stop now, rate, review, and subscribe before you leave. Please. Thank you. Bye. So, um, the secondary villain we kept alluding to is Giles's sister. His little sister. She's what? 17? No, it's her second season. Oh, excuse me. So like 19-ish, probably? Ish. Uh, maybe 18. Maybe 18. She's, she's very young. I mean, second they could have come out when they are 15, you know? Right, but wasn't 17 like the norm? May I don't know. But, but like under 20. She was, she's, she's a teen still. Yes. An elder teen. And she's <laughs> decided she hates Yasmin. Mm -hmm. But she's also decided society's rules shouldn't apply to her, and she's being loose all over town. Yep, that's what she's doing. And everybody knows it. So she is getting a reputation for herself while judging Yasmin for having a reputation. Yeah. And Giles just somehow is blind to everything. Because he's a dumb dumb. He's real dumb, but not like a fun dumb. No. Like like a kind of dumb dumb. Dumb dumb dumb. Not a fun dumb dumb. Right. He's not a himbo. No. Uh-uh. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> and so his sister hates Yasmin, and then his sister is getting compromised and yasmin protects her because yasmin again just fundamentally nice person every way you slice it and his sister decides to settle for a dude she's not super into because at least it's not the idiot who compromised her but in order to prevent giles from making a bad mistake he starts stealing all of their correspondence mm -hmm. and apparently their entire conflict romantically is solved in this correspondence that she has stolen and included in all of that um, is she's stealing the stuff. And neither of them are just trying to talk to each other any other way. Um, but of course, Yasmin is pregnant from all of the unprotected sex they've been having. Which is a lot. They have a lot of unprotected sex. Because she's convinced she's infertile. Or like low fertility. It, 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 I was, I had no idea what the reason was. I, like, I honestly was more convinced that she was just stupid. But she's, she sits there in the end and she's like, ugh, I really wanted to make sure we made up. And like agreed to confirm the engagement because we were in love, not because I was pregnant. And now it's going to have to be because I was pregnant. But the damn hilarious thing is like they're engaged the whole time. They're engaged the whole time. Yeah, they yeah, never yeah. get unengaged. Yep. yep. 
yep, he just wasn't writing her uh, emails. I was going to say, <laughs> he just wasn't writing her letters. He wasn't writing her emails because it was Napoleonic era. Right. Well, I mean, they're letters. To be fair, I would totally forgive him for not writing an email. <laughs> but not writing letters because his sister was stealing them. And I really thought, have you watched The Notebook? No. Okay. Well, he says, I wrote you 365 letters. I wrote you every day for a year. But her mom has been stealing the letters. Oh, there you go. So it, I was just like, mm, I think Eloisa James has seen The Notebook too many times. Maybe. That was actually my takeaway from this. It's possible. It's possible. Um, did the mom hide the letters on top of her canopy bed? Uh, it's unclear, but she, at, at the end of the movie, she pulls them all out of her trunk. There you go. Tied up with a ribbon. There you go. With a ribbon. Yeah. I, if you're going to steal someone's letter, burn it. Well, so she's had, she, no, the mom in the notebook kept them for like 10 years. This is so weird to me. Like in the trunk of her car. The whole thing okay. is weird to me. Point is, someone has seen the notebook too many times because this idea was stupid. And like, here's the thing. The little sister is meddling and awful and like clearly doesn't know what's going on yeah and the end result is she leaves her husband elopes with another dude and they just decide to forgive each other after she has the baby <sighs> i don't know the ending of this book was so abrupt she meets the ambassador to france it, the, the ending is weird make up with lydia and I was, but at that point i was like i don't care yeah 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 i mean look jasmine two thumbs up i liked her she's a fun character she's great she's great Giles and his sister sucked. Yeah, that whole family should have been fired out of a cannon into the sun. Oh, also, trope, um, the family has, like, a distinguishing characteristic that you know is, that, that that's how you know you're legitimate in mm -hmm. the place of DNA tests. Mm -hmm. And in Giles's case, all of the legitimate men have very sensitive senses of smell. <laughs> Forgot about that. And I just needed a moment to LOL. It's a spoiler, because, like, you're supposed to be wondering if he's legitimate or not the whole book. But he definitely is because he's also definitely allergic to the stuff in paint. Sniff, sniff. <laughs> anyway, I'm actually looking forward to the next book. It's about Sylvester, the the Duke that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was going to be about him. There were two options. Yes. Well, it's about him. And so I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... It's Eloisa James, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to read it. I I'm, was... That's the thing too. Is like the writing itself is not bad. No, it's the rest of it. You're like, what? Well, Sometimes you count character development as writing because that well, was yeah. bad here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand sometimes the choices that she made. Like, I, I, in many, there are times where I'm reading a book and I'm like, I understand what this author is trying to do. Like, I understand these ideas. I understand these themes, and I understand what what they're really attempting. But the they don't pull it off with the writing, and in this case. The writing was fine. I have no idea what she was trying to convey. Like, I really don't understand. And it's hard because, like, I am very willing to cut starchy boys trying to follow the rules some slack. Mm-hmm. Especially when the woman is their weakness. And he was just so mean about it. Yeah. Yeah, he gets no slack cut. Like, it shouldn't have been... It, it should not have been difficult to make me like Giles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I am your target audience for a hero like this. Correct. And yet, I think he sucked. Giles kind of sucked. But anyway, if you listen to this whole spoiler tag, thank you. Yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed, and we will see you on Thursday.